Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 197 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And little Dennis is with us today. He's the main main host today, I think. Oh, it's a shame he can't speak. But he's already, he wants to get into this one straight away. So if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you'll be able to see this as a as a video thing. And what I'm going to do is, I think this will be a like a dump and doodle, but not really. It's going to be a sort of... What I've done is, over the last week, the last couple of days, I've recorded some audio clips as I was walking to work. And it's sort of like a part two to last week's episode. So I can't remember what I was talking about on these little things, but I'm going to listen to them. And as I'm listening, I'll do some little doodles, take some notes and stuff, and then I would talk about it. But it's basically to do with goals and how I thought, I think I was wrong last week when I said goals are pointless. So we're going to look at that. Little kitties with us. Little kitty and little Dennis. They're in their little little house now. So we put them over there. <laughs> but also, I did these cool little things. What you do is you, you get a um, fine liner, get a, get a sketchbook, and what you do is you just, you basically just scribble. So you don't even think about what you're doing. You just put your, put your, pa- put your pen on the paper and just like, just scribble. I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing. I'm just like scribbling. And then what happens is, when you've finished, you end up with these little... Well, that one's not very good, really. But some of them, they look like little um, scenes or something. I've done loads of these. It was like some of them look like a little person sat on a boat or something. It was weird. I just thought that was quite cool. So I might do that today on this one, episode 197. Also, I've realised we're coming close to episode 200. I've got an idea. So what I'm going to do for episode 200 is, it's going to be, the episode is going to be 200 minutes long. How mad is that? So it's going to be like over three hours, and it's going to, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, have, I'm going to start it by having a look, I'm going to re-listen to episode zero, the first ever episode that I did, which I haven't heard since I did it. That must have been about four years ago or something. So I'm going to listen to that and see what, See what it's like, and also I'm going to try and talk to Mum on the um, episode. I'll talk about some art things, some spiritual things. It'll basically be 200 minutes of just talking. <laughs> Quite cool. Little thingies here, little artist Teddy. He's cool. I think he's gonna. Um, he needs like a little house, a little house or something. But let's get into this. So what is his? I was walking to work, this was on, the first bit is on Wednesday, then there's another bit on from Thursday, then there was another bit from Friday, and today is Saturday, so, because, and what I do is I'll play it, but this was right early in the morning, i had just woken up, I was walking to work about four o'clock in the morning, so, a bit sort of half asleep and a bit croggy, I think that's what they call it. So let's just listen to this one, see what see what happens. Oh my phone's also very rubbish. Like the screen's broken on it. It doesn't always register my fingers. Uh, I've got this weird thing with this phone where there we go. Seven minutes. Seven minutes this is we just heard. Engineered it. 
So I went backwards and said, I want to become Sophie. What I've got to do to do that, and it broke it down into loads of bigger steps with little steps. Like one would be going to the therapist, one would be having to go out wearing clothes, female clothes. But then you break that down even further and you say, Going to the therapist, what have I got to do? I've got to write a letter to the doctor. I've got to, with the wearing clothes, you say, <coughs> I've got to start with makeup, start with nail polish. I do it one day, come back, see what it feels like, write about it. Next day, do the same again. The first, the, the weird thing is, the, the first bit is always the hardest bit, and then after that, it gets easier. And then what happens is, once you've done one little one, because you've done one little one, you know you can do the next little one. Keep doing that, and in the end, you end up doing the bigger one. And then if you, if you do all the bigger ones, you end up doing the biggest one. I think my problem at the minute is, my goal, I had two goals. One big goal was get my art into a gallery. And I achieved that. And once I achieved it, I realised it wasn't what I wanted. Part of me says, right now it says maybe it was what you wanted, but you wasn't ready. But I really don't think it, my art in a gallery is what I wanted. But having done that, and achieved something which seemed impossible, which I did just by, all I had to do was draw every day, get as good as drawing as I could, make some connections, which was going to art class, and it all just happened naturally, but it all happened because I did little things. <laughs> but then, so then what happened was, when I realised that I could do that, I thought, well hang on, what's even bigger than that? Transitioning, becoming Sophie, which seemed even more impossible. That was like my ultimate challenge. And I did it over about, it took me about, really I started it in 2014. And I'd say, I sort of, well, only last year did I stop going to the therapist. So that shows you really, it, it was a, um, what's that, six, seven, it was like a seven-year process, that one. I think what's happened now is I'm, I'm in a state where I don't know what my purpose is anymore. That's my problem. The problem is I don't know what goal to set. I've got a number of options. I'd even write my little book that I've got. Because I've got a book in my head. I want to get it written. I've got this really big, extravagant goal which does seem very super impossible. I don't even know where to start with that one. I did, I did just talk about it once and I overwhelmed myself, which is a problem. If you try to do the big goal without breaking it down into little things, you won't achieve it because it's too, too hard. And what I, did, I never actually broke that one down because I couldn't work out, I couldn't work out a small enough step that big, big goal, that would be not scary. But for instance, one of the other things, interviewing guests on a podcast. I've been going on about that for years now. I know that's what I've got to do, but I'm scared. And I'm so scared of doing that. And I know that if I actually worked out the little goals, I would be able to do it. Which is stopping me from working out the little goals because I'm scared to do it. <laughs> oh, it's that. See? So I'm actually scared to do it because I know that if I try to do it, I'll actually do it. How weird is that? So, but that, that one I could easily. Um, I could easily do. Not easily, but I could see how I could easily try to do it, which would be, all I've got to do is, don't write on paper, I've already done this, I've wrote down questions for loads of people that I want to interview, 
what I've got to do is just send a message. Would you like to be on the podcast? But I'm, struck, I'm scared. <laughs> there you go. Scared. I think I've got to do something. That's one thing. The other thing is... Um, drawing. I've then got these video games which I just don't know what I'm supposed to do with those. Am I supposed to have them in my life or not? One minute I think yes, next minute I think no. Yeah, I've got this uh, relationship with money, that is an issue, which needs addressing. Let's be honest, at some point I've got to start making money. Off of this thing, because I've, I've worked out, I've put thousands of pounds into this podcast, and I, and I haven't made a single penny. There was a time when that was alright, because I had loads of money from my job, but it's not the same now. So, oh yeah, I won't be able to go on forever like that. So what I'm saying is, this week's podcast is going to be Goals Part 2. Pop! Goals Part 2. And last week I was wrong. It wasn't that I was wrong. It's that I hadn't thought about it enough. Hello? (laughs) Hello? Oh, where's that? That was the first bit, which was from Wednesday. There's a couple of things I took um, notes on for that. Well, the first thing is, isn't it weird how different you sound first thing in the morning the main thing I think is overwhelm so that's the thing that's what happened to me some of these goals I had back in about 2015 or something they were so um, scary and overwhelming that it actually put me off even attempting it which is a shame so what you've got to do is you've got to break it into little things but then the other thing is, if you're scared of... See, with me, interviewing guests on a podcast, I know how to do it. But I, I'm actually scared of doing it so much that I'm stopping myself, even breaking it down into little goals. See? So there's a part of me that knows what it's doing. It's like um, self-sabotaging, but it's all about fear. So that's the first thing. The other thing was, oh, yeah, I got I got this feeling of thing about Mum's dream. So Mum had this dream last week. Well, what happened was I had a dream, and in this dream, it was like a semi-lucid, probably about a two out of ten lucid. So not really that much. But what happened was, all of a sudden, everything went white, and there was like these stairs going up as if going up into heaven or something, and. Everything went white, like, as if you were sort of in the white light. And it just felt like I had become sort of Jesus. And I started floating up into the sky. Which I thought was quite cool. And then Mum had a dream. So Mum's got this, on her bed, she's got this big, massive... Panther. Black panther. Which she's called Shadow. What's weird is... In the morning before I went to work, I I was listening to a podcast about facing your shadow self. So this is quite interesting because the shadow self is the thing that actually sabotages you. So part of my shadow is facing the fear of interviewing guests on the podcast. So basically I know if I face my... For me to face my shadow, I've got to interview guests on the podcast... But it's like one of these things where it's sort of, it's like a catch-22. It's like the fear of doing it is so much that it stops me doing it. And, but that's the whole point is, it's it's like, it's as if the fear itself is making you scared of doing it. So it's almost like you're scared of the fear. So somehow you've got to stop it. And the only thing that's going to work, I know, is to just do it. And it's easy, but it's hard. So that is all linked in with my shadow. But it's weird that Mum had a dream about the, what she what happened was she said she, what she, when she was talking about it, I might ask her to talk about it next week. Or, well, not next week on episode two hundred. Yeah, I'll ask Mum about her Mum's shadow dream, so Mum can talk about it. But basically, what happened was this 
this panther she's got on her bed come to life and was sitting on her <laughs> and um, she said it was like purring and stuff but she what she said was it's more it was more real it was a super realistic dream and it reminded me of my very first year of meditating and also when you're getting into a deep lucid dream what happens is the experience is more real than real which is what makes me think it is actually real it's it makes me think more real than real it makes me think that that place wherever it is that is actually not necessarily more real than this place but it is equally as real so in other words it's not just like a dream or something it's actually a a physical place so that's weird but let's get into the next bit so the next bit was from Thursday this was on this was what well, I can't even remember what this one was about let's see what this is about I've dragged my feet <laughs> and I've let too much fear yeah get in the way of my growth and it's always fear the same thing. Fear is linked to the shadow. It's fear of, oh, they've put a freaking, um, yeah. they've put streetlights down here and it's ruined it. Because mm -hmm. I used to be able to see the stars down this little back lane. Now they've put lights down here. Why do they put streetlights everywhere? But I've been, I've, drag, I've been dragging my feet. And the reason I've been dragging my feet because I'm scared to commit. It's always that. The fears for me is what will. It's fear of failure. It's fear of not being feeling worthy of earning money. It's fear of the things I'm doing not being good enough. It's a fear of commitment as well. Because I sort of think, what if I commit to doing it and I don't want to do it? And the other thing is, once you start putting money to, once you associate money with the thing you're doing, like drawing, at that point it becomes completely different. But by now I should have been on Patreon. You know, I set that Patreon up about four years ago. I've not even done anything. I've, I've spent more time planning the tiers because what I did was I had a, I've got a little dentist tier. <laughs> we did each month you get a little draw and a little dentist. There was a Peter the Penguin tier which was each month you got a special podcast hosted by Peter the Penguin instead of little Dennis. And the other one's the other one. There's another one as well. Tears, so See, oh, why have I not done that? It's crazy. I'm making up loads of excuses. Truth is, it's fear. It's always fear. But then I also look and I think, well, I've done a lot of things, you know. Because over the year, over the past years, I've um, I've transitioned. I think what happened was this thing with the face masks definitely has affected me a lot more than I care to admit, I think. It's definitely been like a massive distraction. And I've probably put too much energy into it, but I felt like I had to put energy into it to not get swept away with it. In other words, if I hadn't have done any work on that, I would have just potentially gone along with it. So you, I had to put energy into it to make sure I was doing the right thing for me which took a lot of time and energy but the other thing like I said last one of the podcasts last week I said about planning you can end up planning your plans I think that's what's happened there you, you end up instead of um, spending time making sure you're doing the right thing you end up sort of going around in circles you know what the right thing is you start spending time just trying to make sure you're doing the right thing even though you know you are it's another form of procrastination 
What I'm going to do is I'm going to get rid of everything that's in my room, sell it all. The stuff I can't sell before a certain date, I'm going to set a date. The stuff before I can't, uh, I will just get rid of it, give it away, take it up to second hand shop, throw it away, put it in that charity bin up the car park thing, get rid of all of it. Anything that I'm half thinking about, I'll keep it, make a video out of it, so at least it's not gone to waste. Such as books like The Simpsons and stuff. Maybe even those Beano postcards, I could use those. And even the Pokemon cards and stuff. Pokemon! I could use those, I could do like a video looking at all these Pokemon cards. Ooh! If you look at the artwork and the characters. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's ways to make content out of everything. That's cool, isn't it? See? Now what I will say is, okay I've been dragging my feet and not doing things that are facing my fears and stuff, like interviewing guests on the podcast, but at least I have, but every week, been showing up to do the podcast, and I've been honest on that. Every week I've talked about what is in my mind, from the from the most truthful place I could. <laughs> and what happens is, sometimes, a month later, you might realise that, oh, like what I said here, last week I got it wrong. About the goals. Goals are important. So I got it, I got it sort of wrong last week. It's not wrong. It's just you didn't have all the information. Something I want to start doing more of in 2022 is I want to start doing more structured and planned podcasts. I was lying in bed last night thinking, I need to start getting more. I've got so many inspirational artists and artwork on my website. The goal was always to make them into videos. So I better start doing stuff like that. It's freezing out here. What was that? That was quite interesting. So the, the, the main thing I took out of that was... Bing! Oh, somebody's going to be here in five minutes. Uh, what was it? The main thing was planning. Well, this is why I put it, I took some notes. I said planning equals procrastinating. So in other words, too much planning is a form of procrastination. Procrastination is a form of avoidance. And then avoidance is a form of fear. In other words, you've got a fear of something, which is showing itself as planning, which is a very intelligent thing it does. Because what it does is, when you're planning, you think you're doing something like worthwhile. So in a way you are at, at the start, but when you end up planning and planning and planning, what's actually happening is, all of a sudden, the fear has tricked you into thinking you're doing planning when really you're avoiding doing the thing because it, it's trying to it's like sabotaging you so again it's your shadow self which I do believe the shadow self is alive I believe the shadow self is a separate consciousness within inside of you which for some reason, doesn't want you to. Well, I know it's obvious. I think this shadow self is a is an earthbound spirit. I think it's an, an earthbound spirit, which has attached itself to you, and so it is keeping you from doing things which it knows if you do them. All of a sudden, it won't be able to. Because what these earthbound spirits do is they attach to you and keep you sort of negative, keep you in negative cycles. So what it does is, it knows if you do the thing, if I interview guests on a podcast, what will happen is, the shadow part of me will basically have nowhere to go anymore, because I will have got rid of that shadow. So because the shadow is effectively conscious, it doesn't want, it doesn't want to die. So it, it really, the shadow needs me to not interview guests, <laughs> to stay alive. 
I think something like that's going on. What else was it? I've also put awareness. Awareness is, is the key here. Awareness is the key of everything because if you haven't got if you haven't got the awareness, what'll happen is you'll suddenly think you're planning when actually you're procrastinating and stopping yourself from doing something. So you need the awareness to do that, which goes back into the lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is all about your awareness. To be be aware that you're dreaming. Well, this is the same thing. The waking state is, is a reverse of a lucid dream. So in a waking state, most of the time we are, we're not lucid. So when we become aware of what's happening, we're like waking up, but we're all, it's very much the same sort of thing. Somehow, I can feel it, but I, I can't really explain it. But I can tell that the, the, the waking state is it's like a form of a dream. Where else have we put here? Facing fears. Ways to make content out of everything. This is why it's brilliant. There's no wrong way to do anything. Because no matter what you're doing, even if you take the wrong way, you can actually talk about taking the wrong way, which might help somebody else who takes the wrong way, or it might even help yourself in the future when you listen back or something. In other words, even the wrong way is the right way. It's brilliant, really. Dragging my feet. But even that, you could turn that into a negative and say, well, if there is no wrong way, I might as well continue dragging my feet then. See, this is what I'm saying. The shadow, which I think is also like the self... What's it called? The subconscious... I think that is actually very intelligent. I'm going to have to go because somebody's outside, but I'll come back in a minute. Sorry about that. Somebody was outside. Cause I'm just, I just sold, selling some stuff on Facebook. So, but I was right into something. I feel like I got something quite interesting there. I've never looked at the shadow self as the... I've never looked at the shadow self as a spirit before. I suppose it is, isn't it? So this is quite interesting. I feel like the subconscious... I can never spell that word. Shelf. Conscious. The shadow self. And spirits. I feel like they're all um, linked. They all begin with S as well. With which S reminds me of like a snake, like a little serpent. And also, if you put two S's together and flip them, what do you get? Eight. Infinity. Interesting. Let's get into this final bit. So this one, what happened here was my phone started playing up during the middle of it. So I'd recorded it in three bits. Let's see what this one was about. Hold on. I just said something in my head, <laughs> which I thought, and I thought, ah, but I'm going to say it. I said, I think I'm a lot more aware than I think I am. <laughs> that made me laugh, because think about that. I think I'm a lot more aware than I think I am. That's like some sort of paradox, isn't it? In other words, I think I'm a lot more aware than I think I am. So I think I'm not aware, but I'm aware that I think I'm not aware, which means I am aware. <laughs> so um, I'm a lot more aware than I think I am. <laughs> I love that. I think I'm a lot more aware than I think I am. The only reason I said that is because yesterday played a video game and I'd gone three, four days without playing them, five days and I thought well, I'm going to play one just to see what happens and that, that's the thing, I was sitting there playing a video game the whole time I was sort of aware of what I was feeling and there was a moment when 
when I was playing Fall Guys and I thought this is um, I was going to say pointless it's not because there was an element of fun to it it's just what happened was in, in a moment I, I was sort of I sort of realised that there was no purpose to it all you're doing is you just keep playing and playing and playing there's no end to it basically that's what I've noticed I tend to love video games which are very short not necessarily short because one of my all-time favorite games was Persona 4 Golden on the Vita which was over a hundred and something hours about over 120 hours on that but like, but I, even back in the old days, I used to love little short video games. But I like games which have an ending. There's lots of games which never end. Something like World of Warcraft, for instance. I've got to say something. I've just realised something. Persona 4, the video game, is all about the shadow self. See how weird's this? Everything comes back to the shadow self. It's almost like something is is showing you what it, what it's all about. You're sort of oblivious to it. The shadow self, the shadow self. I wouldn't be at all surprised if the shadow self is like some form of reptilian. And I bet the reptilian is some sort of the spirit. Which also goes into the psychedelic experiences where they talk about, a lot of people who have psychedelic experiences talk about seeing like, well, serpents and snakes, sort of like reptilians, which goes all the way back to dinosaurs and dragons, which also goes into one of my lucid dreams. I had this reoccurring lucid dream for about a year, a few years ago, where I kept seeing, I kept seeing a shattered dragon really massive dragon and I sort of thought this is a shadow self so again in a weird way it's almost like the the dream is saying look the shadow is linked to this dragon the dragon is like linked to like a reptilian it's the same sort of thing this is why I love lucid dreaming so much what happens is you'll have a dream and it'll be amazing and you'll write about it F five years later you something will happen and you'll remember that dream and because you've got a bit more information or something all of a sudden that dream which at the time was amazing all of a sudden it just becomes super more important and also like way more meaningful and you understand it almost as if when you had the dream you wasn't quite ready to understand it but something new that you needed to hear it or something. I don't know. A bit like, um, what are they called? Synchronicities and stuff. Weird. There's no ending to that. <laughs> also, I did think, is there an end to existence? I've never thought about that either. Because the thing is, if there is an end to existence, that means we wouldn't exist. So if we don't exist... How can anything exist? So if, if nothing actually exists, that means we can't have ever existed. Because in other words, it, for, for nothing to exist, it means we have to we have to exist for nothing to exist. So in a strange way, in a strange way, you've, you've, all, you're, you've always got to exist. But then at the same time, nothing exists. That's weird. See, that doesn't make sense. But for about half a second there, I felt something. It's that same thing. If you've ever focused on time and meditate on time and think about, try to put yourself into a place where there is no time, what will happen is, for, uh, for a split second, you might suddenly re you might feel what it feels like to have no time. 
and as soon as you feel it, it goes away. It's like that. Look, for there to be for, because if nothing exists, for nothing to exist, something has to exist for there to be nothing, which means there can never not be existence. But at the same time, for something to exist, there has to also not be existence, because otherwise, how do you know that there is an existence? In other words, if we never died as a human, like we would never, would we really be alive? We're only alive because we know that we die as a human. So if you never died, would you really be alive? You you wouldn't be alive, you'd just be existing. But then it's the same thing. If you're existing, that must mean that there must be... I don't know. How can you not exist? Because you would know that you didn't exist. So if you knew that you didn't exist, you're, you're, you can't not... You can't know that you don't exist because that means you're existing. That's weird. I wonder what happens to these shadows when you sort of um, face them and I think they call it transmuting. So what happens is you transmute the energy of the shadow but what I'm saying is, if the shadow is an actual entity, what do you think happens to the... Because apparently with these earthbound spirits, what some people have said is, they they will like move on and latch onto somebody else who's got a similar frequency. But again, what I'm saying is, what if everybody changed their frequency and there was no, there was no human who had a frequency that would match one of these shadows which I would look at as like a negative energy or entity what would happen then? They would, they would have to die, wouldn't they? So they wouldn't exist. Black holes, I think it's got something to do with black holes. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Something is linked to black holes here. Let's finish this bit here, look. And I think they're the most addictive ones. But then I also think one of my favourites is Gran Turismo racing game. That's kind of got no ending. But the thing with that is you can jump in and out of it. I think with something like World of Warcraft, this is the other thing. A lot of games have got like leveling up systems in them. So what it means is, not only is it never ending, it's got like this carrot on the stick, which keeps you playing because you keep thinking, ah, oh, I'll just play another 20 minutes and I'll be able to level up. And then you level up and you think, oh, I'll just do another 20 minutes. <laughs> I could level up again. What I'm saying is, I think, and uh, Fall Guys is a bit like that. Fall Guys, because you're constantly leveling up. A bit windy. And the leveling up is so perfect windy that pops. you always feel like a couple more games and you'll be at the next level. And each level you get like a free, you get a costume or something. And because the game, the levels are quite short, only like a couple of minutes. It's but the thing is, before you know it, you spent an hour. So this is what's quite interesting is, like in the old days, I would have just sat there playing a video game. Hours would have passed. Sometimes I used to. This is even back before I was meditating and stuff. I'd play like 12 hours of video games and at the end of it I'd be like, oh, I don't really feel satisfied there. Whereas now, playing a video game, 
after say 30 minutes you can sort of start to feel what's going on there but I think the best types of games for me are story ones because that way you're getting you're getting an experience a story you're also getting like memories and I also find that they tend to have things that can change your life like for instance Persona 4 Persona 4 Golden is all about facing your true self about facing your shadow self and stuff and that game is what triggered me there we go this is my phone cut off I think this is where and that game is actually what's triggered me to start drawing get into meditation and everything so I would argue that Persona 4 Golden probably one of the most life-changing experiences I've had which is a video game so how can you say video games are bad or something when you can have an experience like that and it just shows you it doesn't really matter what it is everything has the potential to sort of change your life hmm interesting That was it. I've put here the word paradox. Also, I feel like um, it feels to me very much like. Ah, oh, it goes back. I just had a thought. It goes back to that. I that psychedelic experience thing. Oh, someone else as well. I need to talk about that in a minute. In that psychedelic experience, it's what it, it said. We were all characters. It said everything is a story and we are all characters. Which is the same thing, look. When we're playing a video game or something, or reading a book or something, the ones that catch you, they can change your life because of the story and the characters. Because it, it affects you. Well, what if we are inside of a story to something else? Like the, the best ones would be the ones with the most positive and negative because that's the most you're going to get the most amount of emotions so that's again if we're inside of the story that's weird but the other thing that hit me is, is the word veins so when I had that psychedelic experience which was actually about exactly a year ago I think it was the 9th of January what day is it today? Today's the 8th. So it was actually a year tomorrow. Ah, oh, that's cool. It was a year tomorrow that I had my one and only ever psychedelic experience. Something I talked about on that podcast, I'll put a link in the description and stuff. The psychedelic... I don't know how to spell that word as well. Podcast link... One of the things I talked about was I had this experience as if I felt like I was weeing myself. The whole time it felt like I was weeing myself. And the person who... Well, I'll put a link to the description and I'll talk about that. But I was listening to a podcast this morning and this bloke was talking about how he had a... He had to go under surgery for something. can't remember what it was. But the person who was... It was the anaesthesia, or whatever it is. But the, the doctor, who was explaining what the process this person was going to go through as they were going through this operation, he said something, and he said, what he said was, he said, we're going to put the um, this drug inside of you just before you go under, and what, it will feel like you're going to wee yourself. Because he said, he explained what happened was they put this, they put this, I don't know what it is, um, Anastasia or something. It goes into your, it goes into your veins. So, and he said it goes right, it goes into your bloodstream, all through, all your veins and that, and it gives the imp- impression that you're going to wee yourself. And I thought, well, that must be what happened with the psychedelic experience. I must have, in that psychedelic experience, the DMT must have gone in through 
gone into all of my veins and it must have gone through my bloodstream which was creating the experience of feeling like you're going to wee yourself or it felt like you were weeing yourself the whole time it was the weirdest sensation that was and then I also thought this morning when you when you're having an operation and you go under they put you to sleep I was, I was trying to work out the first thing what where do you actually go then because most of the time you I've, I've actually had it a few times when I had operations on my throat they put me to sleep and it was like one minute you're lying there they're putting the thing they're putting the they're injecting you with it and the next minute hours later and it's as if that those three hours have just disappeared it's almost like you jumped time so what I'm saying is where do you actually go because you're not having any most people are not experiencing anything during that block of time so it's not even as if you're going into the dream realm and then I thought well do you think it's possible if you were highly skilled at lucid dreaming and stuff do you think it'd be possible to maintain your awareness but then you do hear about these people who they're having an operation and they they actually are fully awake during the whole thing so it's not unheard of and impossible it's weird though but I also think well do they actually know what is happening when they put that anaesthesia stuff into you do you think they know what they're doing or do they do you think they just they did it and they they don't know how it works they just know it works a bit like in a strange way dreaming we don't know what's happening when we're dreaming but we know that we are dreaming there's a lot of things in this life we don't know what's happening but we know it's happening like hallucinogenic or like when you're having a what's it called you're having a you're hallucinating like if you're hallucinating you don't know I don't think they actually know why you're hallucinating they don't know why your brain is creating they don't know why your brain is creating these visuals they don't know why they don't know why your brain's creating the visuals they don't know why they don't even know what it is but they know that it is but because they because who was it I think it was Anthony Peake said this Anthony Peake said because they said you're having an hallucination people think that well they know what it is you're having an hallucination so it's almost like the scientists think they can they don't the scientists doesn't some type scientists don't they think they don't have to go any further than that because they're saying well you're having a hallucination but the next question is what is an hallucination and I think that might be something you can't actually answer so is it interesting it is interesting little Dennis has said it's time up for that one I hope you enjoyed that. I love this. This is why I like doing these podcasts sometimes. Because I've never thought about the shadow self actually being an earthbound spirit. I've always thought of... I've always thought of the shadow self as like a... Like a psychological aspect of yourself. But I'm now thinking... What if it's somehow a spirit, an external spirit? And I'm getting in my head, it's saying about this pyramids. The pyramids were, again, last year when I had that psychedelic experience, I had this thing where it said about the three pyramids were used, the, the three pyramids in Egypt were used to put a reptilian and like a, a creature like a let's say a human it, it was used to put them together so you ended up with a 
the human, which is what we are, which has got inside of it, like a positive and a negative spirit, basically. And but you've also got an awareness, which is an, which is aware of both the positive and the negative. And the, the whole point of life is, what is the awareness going to do? Is the awareness going to be able to bring these two negatives together? No, these two opposites together. Or is one is the awareness going to side with one or the other? Sometimes I think that's all that life is. Life is just a, a it's just a series of experiences, which are all probability based. But you've got free will, which means at any moment you could actually override the probability. And I think the whole point is trying to bring these opposites together. If you do that, at that point, you would just become an awareness. Interesting. This week's inspirational quote, I'm going to take it from the book Journey to Exland, The Lessons of Don Juan by Carlos Costaneta. I actually read this book probably a couple of years ago now and I did talk about it on the podcast. I can't remember when it was, but... I'm going to just, I'm going to randomly turn to a page and pull a quote out. So I've turned to the page that says, Death is an advisor. Here look, would you teach me someday about peyote? I think peyote is a psychedelic. This book is so cool, but let's see if I can find a quote. No, I'm getting different. Well, death is an advisor. (laughs) Here we go. That could be this week's inspirational quote. Death is an advisor. So this week's inspirational... That was from 1961, that was. 1961. What's that? 40... 60... 60... 61 years ago. That's mad. They're probably dead now, aren't they? Don Juan. I wonder if... Well, there was talk that was Don Juan even real. Some people do think that Carlos Castaneda just made him up. Who knows? I wonder if Carlos Castaneda is still going. Hope you enjoyed this one, though. This week's inspirational quote... Death is an advisor. Death is an advisor, yeah. <laughs>